Grand Rising, everyone. Natalie coming to you live. Spirit and coffee. Got my coffee here. Yum. Again, drinking a dark black. Yum. Oh, <laughs> so good. All right. Um, let's get started. So I will have my friend um, who's going to be coming on. She's part of my program. Um, so I met her in the Consciousness Transformative Studies program at JFKU. Um, and I believe she might be further in. I'll have to ask her when she joins, but we'll wait for her to join and I'll just start. Um, I have been talking about lately, um, we see in popular media, I don't necessarily look at popular media, um, as you guys know, but it is kind of telling when we see popular media because it trends. Um, and I always feel like it's really important when it comes to looking at trends to, um, make sure that people are getting the information um, so that they can start to look at, you know, what's going on, what's happening, and how do we um, change the dialogue in our brains <laughs> or understand what's going on um, from a better perspective instead of, you know, fighting and battling with people. Because, again, alchemy is, you know, it's the process of transformation, but it's for spiritual, what they call spiritual enlightenment or transcendence or uh, turning your soul into pure light or your body or however you want to describe it, okay? You get what I'm saying. So when we look at that, um, we see that in popular media what's going on. There's the case of um, these men who are in Hollywood um, that are getting beaten up and battered by women. Um, and people are creating memes and all this stuff. They, they throw around words. But remember, words create, and some people don't even know what these words mean. And so they're doing, um, good morning, um, sorrow, sorrow. <laughs> um, they're throwing around these words. So I see, I saw this meme, right, that was like, oh, this is the case of, or this is what toxic femininity looks like. Now, I went on my personal page to talk about it because I'm like, look, you guys, just because of gender, and this is, this is the big issue now. Um, we do have differences in terms of, you know, our anatomy and we do have differences in terms of the way our hormones actually secrete, but, um, and there's Pam and I'll bring her in. Um, but when we're talking about feminine and masculine energies, right. And what that means, let's talk about the sacred feminine and masculine. And what does that sacred feminine and masculine mean? Hey, Pam. Hi, so I was just going over some some stuff. Um, but um, the sacred feminine and sacred masculine are just basically the energy potentials that live within us. And so those potentials, um, we have to consummate them. And that's part of the spiritual chemic processes, right? The consummation of the sacred feminine and masculine internally. What does that look like? So when we talk about toxic masculinity, toxic femininity, and we throw that term around based on gender and behavior, um, it's incorrect. It's not a gender thing um, because a person, a woman can actually embody uh, toxic masculinity, okay, or energy potentials that are, are not good. And that would still be toxic masculinity and it, not femininity. So putting gender on it, what it does is it makes us see ourselves separate and then it causes conflict. And so I wanted to say something about that because we see that happening in popular media, people throwing around these memes, they don't necessarily know what the hell they're talking about. And so 
just, you know, go look at it up for yourself. That's what I highly encourage you to do um, because it's deeper than that and it's embedded in the individual and we all have these potentials, energy potentials. And when we understand that, we can start to uh, live a little closer to our authentic self. Okay, so <laughs> that was a mouthful. Thanks, Pam, for showing up. I was like, I'm just going to get started and start. I wanted to talk about that the other day. So, um, so Pam, you want to introduce yourself and how I know you? Hi. Great. I'm Pam. I go to school with Natalie through um, JFK University. So it's been a couple of years. We've had a lot of the same classes and same mindset around alchemy yeah. <laughs> like so it's been pretty interesting um getting to know like the school community i guess you know through that um that connection awesome yeah tell me tell me this how, what uh, year are you in I loved what you're talking about. oh go ahead no sorry no i loved what you're talking about though with the masculine and the feminine um it's just great though like because i find i'm doing shadow work again and i spent all winter on my inner masculine and like my you know inner masculine child kind of going up into adulthood mm -hmm. so it was eye-opening perspective um realizing just even my attachment bonds to my parents you know from like a feminine energy and a masculine energy to my mother and my father so i mean it's so complex <laughs> um, and then we have, we're like the weekend of Beltane with that cosmic, you know, union and marriage of the God and goddess. So I'm so excited. Like that's what I'm going in to celebrate. So it's just like perfect timing. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Well, and we see it because we're looking at like, I, you know, for me, I'm not much of a, I don't look at popular media, but somehow this Johnny Depp trial showed up on my thing and I started kind of I got I yeah. got drawn in because I love Johnny Depp right so I'm like I'm like I love his the movies he's done you know and I've had a crush on everything everybody's had a crush on Johnny Depp I don't know but anyway I was like I have to look at this trial right and so for me I don't follow popular media but it's popular and it's everywhere and then I saw these memes show up and I'm like oh man and I always have to say something I'm like let me educate individuals about what it means to just throw out these memes that say, oh, this is a toxic femininity. No, it's not. You don't even know what's going on with her uh, internally. So you can't really say or diagnose what it is just because she's a female who's behaving in a certain way while well, we hold those potentials inside of us, the masculine and, and feminine energies. And so what does that mean, right? Like you, we've got to at least educate people so they understand what they're talking about. But I feel it's a result of toxic, really toxic masculinity that's been forced upon us, um, not just women, but men as well. Mm -hmm. So so that energy has not been, and it's, yeah. it gets to heal, and both sides, right? Both the feminine and masculine. So um, that's why I was talking about it, and that's why it came up for me, because I'm like, you know, if I can educate people, they can do a little bit of research and then, you know, find out for themselves. Um, so, um, Oh, so my question was like, what year are you in in the program? Are you almost, you're almost, I think you're further ahead than I am, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, I, I'm finishing the CTS program. Um, actually, I just have one class, my final life coaching uh, class. What? Um, comes up for just the month of May. 
Yeah, so I actually should have graduated last fall, and I said, no, like, I want to stay in. Let me um, get the life coaching certification because I had taken a couple of classes, and it really clicked, like, oh, this is where I should be. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is what I want to do with my career path, in a sense, is, like, that life coaching because, you know, coming from, like, a high school teacher, it was the same thing. I was seeing, like, all these, you know, issues with these teenagers and and then being a mom as well, it's like, why are we not? So, like, I don't know. I just completely altered paths there. And um, so now I'm like, yeah, if I can teach people, like you're saying, you know, if I can teach them this. Um, so I just started the trauma program um, back in the winter months. So that'll add on a year to my um, graduation date. So Oh, okay. Okay. But the trauma study... Yeah, that's been really, really interesting. Because um, oh, wow. coming from the place of like a healer, you know what I mean, and, and like researching consciousness, and like you know what I mean, like the way that we're psychologically built, like there's just like you're saying these toxic traits, like they're there for a reason. You're born with them for a reason. You know what I mean? Like it's not just something um, that happens to you, but it's the purpose of like your soul and why you're here to be human and what you're supposed to learn and let go of and, you know, expand and evolve and heal. And so, yeah, it's been a great program. I don't want to leave, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, we've built a community. Hi, Nightfire. We've built a community um, within, you know, that's our community. And so right. how do we, um, and that's kind of what we were trying to do is build a community afterwards. How do we connect and stay connected? Because we are the ones who are sort of creating the narrative and dialogue that's to come. And uh, and that's why I try to, you know, telling people on my podcast, yeah. you know, we've got to create the narratives. The system is going to eventually, things change. This system won't last forever. And we see it historically, right, in different um, um, ancient history, right, tells yeah. us. And it repeats itself that, you know, Rome fell, you know, so all of these Greek, you know, Greece, if we look around the pyramids, Egypt, all of that, everything, every empire finally had its, you know, oh, yeah. final descent. And, you know, we eventually are going to have our descent. And what does it look like after, right? How do we reconstruct? Well, that's what I try to get people right. to understand too here is like, we are the ones who are going to be the creators of that narrative. Good morning, Christina. And that's what we need to understand is how to do that, right? What do we do? How do we transition through? Um, and you're absolutely right. I think the biggest piece that was taken out um, of some of these narratives is how do you deal with trauma? How do you deal with the uh, what we call the grungies? That's what we used to call it in our in our transformational workshop, like these these um, negative emotions or these emotions that they told us to just shut off that they were bad for us. You know, just be happy, just be this. We know that doesn't work. That's like, yes, right. Um, and so those dark emotions yeah. were not ever honored um, are given. Hey, Kumar, how are you? So given, you know, the the opportunity to shift. So um, so I think that that's wonderful that you're doing that. Um, and congratulations for actually. Yeah, I have about a, I have about a year and a half to go in the program. So um, but it is a very eye-opening uh, program, and we have some amazing people. I try to get people from from our on here all the time. I'm like, come on the podcast, just do it. Um, and I know, right? Because 
you guys all, everybody has their own little unique way of, yeah. of contributing. And I don't know anything. I mean, I'm always learning, you know, I learn every time I hear people talk. Um, so congratulations and awesome. So I have a, a another question. Um, so I know that you are um, kind of what we got on here for is that you kind of like astrology, you, you're into the stars, you kind of look at what's going on in the cosmos, which is awesome. Um, uh, do you want to give us kind of an yeah. update as what's going on or how what what you think's happening and then maybe do some uh, reading? Yeah. Okay. That'd be great. No, I would love to. Absolutely. Thanks. Um, yeah, so it's been kind of quiet for a little while, astrologically speaking, and now we're kind of gearing up again um, for more intense energy. So obviously, like with April and everything, we just started off in Aries season with a brand new, you know, astrological year. Um, I know like our cultural would kind of think of like January to December, but when you look at the zodiac, it's not aligned in the same way. Um, and each, you know, culture has done it different based on the zodiac. But yeah, so we just had our first like full moon and our first like new moon. And we're actually about to have our second moon, um, new moon phase for this month, which is kind of rare when you have like two in a month. Okay. And it's lining up with eclipse season. Um, yeah. So and plus it's Beltane, which we we're just talking about that, you know, cosmic wedding of the gods and the goddesses. So and that, you know, we're in the middle of spring now, so fertility, you know, life is really starting to flourish. Um, and with eclipse season, so we'll have a partial um, solar eclipse first, and then I think with the full moon, it's a partial um, lunar eclipse um, coming up in like two weeks after into May. So really it's just um they say like eclipses are destiny like it, it will alter your life um they go in like six months so they go together so it's almost like a portal energy of like you know door opening you're inside for like six months and then it like shifts with like the next eclipse um so it's really interesting um i feel like it definitely messes with your sleep and your dreams like it makes it more intense or it just throws off your schedule um ancient cultures used to believe for every minute of the eclipse like you would be impacted for like a year so back when we had that um great american eclipse i think in 2018 it was a three minute like total blackout that the u.s hadn't seen for like 100 years that was like a really powerful kind of time when you look at that you know a couple of years after that what we've gone through and oh. it's sad to kind of can like, really? like you said earlier when you study history and you look at the past it uh -huh. kind of lets you know when things line up again and when they happen you know what to expect so pluto is about to go retrograde and he um being the outer planet is more of like the collective, you know, so that's where it impacts like our paradigms and our structures, our governments, those, you know, secrets and the underworld and sexuality. Um, so those things, they can only stay in the dark for so long before boom, the light shines on it. You know, that's why in the past we've had, you know, like the Me Too movement around like some Jupiter energy. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's like so much, but 
I would just say right now, with especially this upcoming weekend, it's definitely just the intensity of the eclipse. So if you're feeling like dehydrated and exhausted and run down or your life is completely like falling apart, <laughs> it's just altering <laughs> your course to kind of get you more aligned with your destiny. When so isn't our life falling apart? <laughs> We're always in but, retrograde. That's what I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Everybody. I know. So I don't. Like, what is this? I know it's like oh my god we're always in red something's a retrograde is there ever a planet that's in retrograde where it's a good thing (laughs) no Um, well Venus like every year and a half and so we just went you know through that from December to January and that really impacts like finances and relationships so like I felt like that was a really positive for me, at least, this past one. Um, okay. Mercury retro is coming in now. People are usually afraid of that. Yeah, um, so I hear. Electronics and just everything falls apart. And you know what? It, yeah, it makes Mercury sense. is a rough one. <laughs> it, and it makes sense, right? Uh, never fails. Okay, let's see what this says. Uh, Nightfire said something, and this is on the, the vocal. And uh, tell me, Nightfire, I guess you can hear her pretty well, correct? Uh, never fails in the east of Canada. We can tell when it's a full moon because of how the people are acting in town. Uh, be it slow, reaction times, foggy thoughts. Yeah, okay, good. So Nightfire's like, I know about this stuff. I don't yeah. typically talk about, yeah. this is your specialty, which is awesome. And I'd love to have you on here like more often because um, I think that uh, for me, I'm learning a lot too. And, yeah. and you're teaching me. And I'm like, oh, wow. So I can learn all how, how they, the planets impact us, but it makes sense because they're celestial bodies. And I don't think people give, um, they see the planets and everything from a more scientific lens rather than these celestial bodies that are, have an impact on our psyche, on our body, on air. We're all interconnected to it and they don't, right. see, you know, you know how it's gone. Academia has kind exactly. of, uh, separated us from that, um, understanding. Yeah which it makes sense if there's solar flares going on of course it's going to impact us right we're we're connected to the sun in so many ways um and if planets are being pulled our atmosphere is going to change and so people think it's this like mystical woo woo crap but really there is an impact in our body that actually starts to happen when these bodies are moving about um so that's pretty awesome. And so you said that the the lunar or the solar it was a solar eclipse that happened in in 2018 was a three year solar eclipse or three minute. I'm sorry. What what did you say about that solar eclipse in 2017 or a 2018? You said. Uh yeah, that they called it like the Great American Eclipse. Uh huh. I think it, yeah, I think it was August. I'm pretty sure it was 2018. Okay. So 1920, so you would say that maybe the, the, that was kind of like a forecast for probably the whole pandemic issue and all that kind of stuff was, or like, how is it related? Could it be like that kind of stuff showed up or? Because like you were talking about with civilizations that fall apart. Yes. Um, I mean, there's like a lag or something that's just throwing me off. But um, 
like right now, one of the beliefs is like Pluto. Um, some of the transitions that Pluto has made is it's kind of like our death of America. You know what I mean? Like it is the end of our kind of paradigm. Um, so it happens in like stages. So I do see the eclipse kind of being one of those like for like foundational shifts that kind of put the crack in everything. And we have spent the last few years like just navigating that collapse I think um, so it's kind of like the precursor to what was to come or what is to come um yeah I definitely feel like it's a rebuild we're gonna have to um like the systems, the education system, the um, like political system, capitalism. Um, yep. I feel like even with global kind of consciousness of Gaia, like trying to protect Mother Earth. Mm -hmm. yep. um, you know, people are waking up to that and realizing they want to live more sustainable, um, having healthier food, not relying on you know mass production like chemicals you know, that you're putting into your body, so. Mm -hmm. So I love that. And, you know, it's funny because I come to these conclusions in a very different way, right? We all have our own kind of unique way. And that's kind of what I tell my viewers, my listeners, that we all have it within us. There's nothing special. It's just you have to tap into your energy and not, you're not, it's not going to look the same as everybody else. Like for me, I'm clairvoyant. Like I just feel it in my body. I can foresee it. I can and I don't have, so I use other indicators to get to the same conclusion, but there's always these indicators that show up. And if you're aware of them, if your mind is open to it, you're going to receive the message. The message doesn't always come the same way to every individual. So it's kind of cool because I'm constantly talking about the shift. I think about four years ago when I started this podcast, I got on because I'm like, you guys, something's coming you need to wake up, right? Like I kept saying, wake up, wake up, wake up. And you'll go back four years and you'll hear me talk about, I didn't know what it was that was happening. I just knew it was, I could feel it. I knew it. And that that's a result of clairvoyance or people would say prophecy or whatever, but it's just patterning, right? Like there's patterns that, that give us that indication about what's to come. So the patterns exist um, in our own psyche, even in our own internal world. And if we know ourselves, we can figure out what the pattern is. Um, but externally, as above, so below, we do see the pattern happening externally as well and in the celestial bodies that are around us as well, which is kind of cool um, because it totally aligns with what I was saying. But it gives me a, a better way to communicate it or say, you know, you see the planets, this is what they equate to. Now we see this is what's happening. And the paradigm that is shifting right the paradigm being the most important piece i think paradigms um we know are you know they come and go and we've gone through whatever postmodern modern postmodern uh, post postmodern <laughs> they're like let's go post post postmodern <laughs> and you know now we're we're in these these new ways yeah. of trying to understand the world um what do you, in terms of, okay, so let me ask you this in terms of the paradigm part portion. 
what do you think is out of just being in these classes and kind of understanding the different paradigms that are arising what do, what's your what do you think's about to happen what do you think's a good so i don't want to say the best solution but a good solution for for individuals like to transition into in terms of their consciousness and like what paradigms they can look at um well like we were talking earlier with you know what science kind of taught us um from like a hundred years ago is that everything is dead you know we look into space and planets are just dead or whatnot um i think like part of that awakening into our paradigm is that there's more of a constant to um the universe to, like plants to trees you know even people who work with like crystals like we know crystals have an energetic exchange that they vibrate and they're alive you know um we use crystals in like technology and michael microwaves and computers so there's definitely knowledge there um but i see it more as like a deck i guess integrated um Instead of thinking we're like a dead machine that's a million different parts and pieces, like you said, it's that unity. We're realizing that everything's connected. We're connected as a collective humanity. Doesn't matter if we're here or, you know, China or South America, like we're all in that web. Um, and that ripple wave kind of goes out. So what is impacted here gets impacted over here. And quantum physics really is starting to show that. Um, but Quantum physics like hurts the brain though. I don't know like how soon some of that will catch on in the normal, you know, everyday community at least, you know. Um, because I remember just studying the quantum stuff and like my brain literally hurt inside my skull. But it's really fascinating though when you look at it metaphorically of how like this is what space is doing, you know, like you look at it metaphorically in a sense, and then you can see like the truth um but yeah i think the paradigms is really like first we have to heal like we have to build a foundation where we heal the generational traumas that came before us because all we're doing is like tacking on and adding on to like all of that and that's why we keep seeing you know stuff that happens in the streets or people you know protest or riot or whatnot because there's still wounds there's still especially like you know, in some parts of this country, like where people feel like diversity is still a massive issue, you know, like you can't really move on and build and create something new when you're hurting inside and when you feel underappreciated and not valued. And so I feel like there has to be, we have to heal our generational wounds um, to come together and be able to like create what's next which is more peace and harmony um and the pandemic i think showed that because people look at me and look how much they quit their jobs they realized how miserable they were they wanted time with family they wanted time to live their own life not to feel drained like that like the pandemic i know it, it was horrible and it sucked but it did have a purpose you know like to kind of wake us up to what life could be you don't have to go sit in a nine-to-five building and oh I think that's kind of where we're going, like community, like we're trying to do, like you talked about, you know? Yeah. I absolutely love what you said. Um, 
that we have to heal the generational trauma before we can, you know, that we need to start there in the healing um, is important. And, you know, it's funny because I'm taking human development. No, it's the diversity class. And that's what we were talking about. I'm taking both, but the diversity class was talking about, you know, do you believe that we, the wounds need to be, and I'm like, that's a very altruistic way to think though, because we know throughout history, I'm not saying it's not possible. I just don't know if people are willing to do the work behind it. And that to me, I think, it's kind of hard, right? Like people have to be willing to go there. And as you know, Pam, it's not easy work. And that's why I do these podcasts. I'm like, it's not easy to heal those traumas. It's not easy to go through this shadow. It's not easy to, you know, people think enlightenment, the road to enlightenment is this glorified thing and it's not glorified. I mean, look at the past sages and, and gurus and, and prophets and, saviors and whatever you want to call them, they went through a life of hell before they reached their peak of enlightenment. And so it's not fun, but you know, it's worth it. Why? Because then we leave this legacy for the generations to come, right? The the, the wisdom. And so, um, but I think that, that you're absolutely correct in that we need to heal. Um, and that actually is a bit, that was a for me, I'm going, yeah, that's right. You know, I didn't think of it that way because until we heal, how can we accept these new, um, this new way of being? We don't even know how to accept it. And what I think, and, and this is kind of my work that I want to do uh, moving forward is how do we um, make sure that people have a voice in what's to be created? Because, you know, you're just going to have those individuals who are ahead of the game, know what's going on and they start to construct and then it's just like oh well you just accept what we give you because nobody was able to catch up you know they're so traumatized from the last go round um that they they don't know they just yeah. don't know they don't have an idea they're like people don't know even scholars i keep telling people like we know because we're in this program we know because we're the seekers that nobody knows what the hell's going on nobody does cosmologists because of quantum physics, which is another, I love quantum physics, by the way, that's kind of my, I nerd out to that kind of stuff. Not that I know how to do it, but I, I, I can understand it a little bit. Um, that, um, you know, when we look at the quantum world and we look at the cosmology and we talk about science, you know, um, (laughs) you literally can't trick I say you can't trick God because that's what they're trying to do. And now they're going, holy shit, we don't know what's going on. And they don't know. So scientists don't know right now. And they're freaking out because now they have to admit that they don't know. And now they're trying to go back to the drawing board and try and, and, and they don't know what the narrative looks like because science said we were, and I loved what you said, dead machines, that we're just a machine. And that's the mechanistic worldview that we have right now and that we live in. We live in a a paradigm of a mechanistic worldview that says we're like machines and we know we're not, that there's something deeper there. And so now they're trying to reintegrate the mysticism back into, you know, they, they use mystic language and narratives and symbols to describe quantum physics because they don't have a language that can describe or explain what the hell is going on in quantum mechanics. Same for cosmology. They're having to redesign and reconstruct. So nobody knows what the hell is going on. So when I say that, 
I'm not just saying people are confused. I'm saying science now is confused. They don't know what to do. And then religion's going, well, we told you, but then there's these scientific facts and now we don't know how to rectify. And I think you said to integrate, um, there are some paradigms like integral um, practices that's, you know, our living systems um, are some paradigms. Um, I personally like living systems because it, to me, is the closest thing to spiritual alchemy. It's the closest, I think, um, a paradigm that it honors nature and systems. And that's, you know, what we are. We're a system. We're not a machine. You know, it's a, it's different. We, we, we have a system right. running through us. So, and we're living, breathing systems. <laughs> we're not, we're not just a dead machine, damn it. <laughs> Um, so thank you. Thank you for your insight. You're so wise. I love it. Um, and you have a different way of describing it. No problem. Thank you. Huh? Go ahead. Yeah, I definitely have a different perspective. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love it. I think it's, it's perfect. It's, uh, we, we, uh, and that's why this is important for all people who are doing this work to speak up. That's why I say speak up. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be part of no program. You are a spiritual preacher being. You're, you are human. You have a voice and you have an experience and wisdom and share that because that's what's important. That's what we're going to need because no one knows what the hell they're doing or talking about. That's just the reality. And, and science will tell you that. Yeah. They'll say, we don't know. They're going to tell you, you can go, go to a quantum physicist, ask them if they know they're going to yeah. say, no, we don't, we have no clue. And so, um, so we're at that point, right? Where this new paradigm, this new energy, this new narrative needs to start to surface. Um, and, and we're looking for that. And we learned that through our program. Um, so tell me, um, so tell me this, um, what, what do you plan to do? And then, um, and then you could do maybe pull a card, but what do you plan to do with all of this stuff that you're doing? Are you, do you have a podcast? Do you have like, where can people follow you? Can, how do you, how do they get a hold of you if they want to follow you or be a part of what you're up to? Um, well, I'm just starting out in a sense. Um, Cause yeah, I've been doing so much of my own shadow work and, Kind of gain the confidence <laughs> to do everything and not be considered crazy. Um, but no, I created Glinda's School of Alchemy. Um, as a, because like I said, as a former teacher, that was really my eye opener. Um, having like, you know, teenagers that had anxiety and all of these emotional kind of problems and then seeing like, you know, as a public school system, what is supposed to be taught and what can't really be taught. And, and so I want, like, I'm a teacher at heart, so I definitely want to teach people, um, but with the life coaching, like, I would, like, have clients. I've, de like, I've definitely helped a few people, um, but that's where I really want to expand is having my own business, doing the life coaching, so I can work one-on-one -on -one with people that want to do shadow work, um, just want to set goals, like, to empower their lives and, you know, maybe understand spirituality. So using astrology and, like, the cards, um, I feel like that kind of helps us stay connected to the spiritual and kind of understand, like, it's bigger than us, you know what I mean? Um, and it's helped me in my own life 
because then they can realize like, oh, I'm just feeling this way because astrologically right now this is happening and I'm supposed to be triggered to feel this way. Um, so I just really want to help other people kind of learn and explore that and understand how to use it in their own life. Um, and then creating like groups and like workshops, um, to be able to do like, like we're doing here, you know, just having like a discussion and a lecture, being able to talk about like, okay, what is generational trauma? Like, how do I fit into generational trauma? How do I heal that? So having topics on those things, as well as, um, like I created a workshop around dream studies and how to get a better relationship with your dreams. And then that uses like some creative art and ritual practice. Um, so I have like a multitude of ideas and concepts to just help people kind of have a more spiritual and fulfilling life. Um, so yeah, Glinda School of Alchemy, like I just started a YouTube page and I only have a few videos on there and then I have like the Facebook page. So just kind of my baby steps. Hey, that's good. That's how it starts, but, right? Baby steps. Glinda's School yeah. of Alchemy, which I love. And it has the word alchemy in it, which yeah. I love. You guys know me. I'm a spiritual alchemist. Yeah. <laughs> so, have, and, and I love it. Yeah. Because this what, that's what you're doing realistically for your own soul. You're cleaning out the darkness and all that heavy lead. And you're turning yourself into gold. Like, yes. You know, I feel like even that metaphor of alchemy sometimes throws people off, but really it's about what you're doing to your own inner light. You're getting rid of that intense darkness and you're shining bright of your more like soul vibration. Like you said, the authentic. Yeah. Well, and that's where alchemy started. It was all spiritual, right? And then they, I say they bastardized it, but, and that's what put us into this science mind where everything became a materialistic worldview and all that stuff. Anyway, I, and I, I go on my soapbox all the time. Obviously, this is this is Natalie's Spiritual Alchemy Soapbox. And, and so, <laughs> just kidding. No, it's really designed to support others too. But I do sometimes just go on and on and on because if people understood that it is about the about us, it we are the gold. You know, gold, that's another thing that I say is like, really, we don't eat gold. If we really thought about gold, gold is air, right? Gold, our gold is really oxygen. We need oxygen because we can't live without it for, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, we'll die. That's really our gold. So really gold is not our gold (laughs) or what we label as gold, right? And then water, right? So it's like the second thing. So it's like all the elements that we need to survive, earth, water, air, fire, right? We need all those things to survive. We need the sun to survive or we would die. So really where we place our gold um, and what we value um, is not this materialistic gold. That gold itself maybe had um, a significance for energy and whatever it did, but the reality is we could totally live fine without it. If it didn't exist, um, you you know, I know we use it for computers and all this other stuff, but the reality is all we need to survive is water, air, earth, fire, and you know, and then maybe shelter, like um, to protect us. And literally that's all we would need. Seriously. So you're right. It is. Alchemy is about us. It is the transcendence of the soul. It is us getting through that shadow. And like you said, turning our lead, maybe those base, uh, those heavy metals in our body, (laughs) maybe part of it's just extracting those heavy metals from our body too. Right. Um, as well. So I totally, yes, I totally agree with you. Um, let's see what this person said. No water, 
broke tooth, things have got to be heading in a positive direction. Awesome. I agree. It takes a lot of work to be a cycle breaker, but it can also be rewarding, especially for the future. Absolutely. Super hard. Thanks, Christina. Thank you guys for uh, chiming in. Um, and um, But you can find her at Glinda's School of Alchemy. That's cute. Um, I do have a question. Is it Glinda the Good Witch? <laughs> <laughs> I may not be, and I'm totally probably off, but I loved <laughs> Wizard of Oz was my favorite movie. <laughs> All I could think of is Glinda, although that's probably not what it is. But can you tell us what Glinda is, or why Glinda, or what does that mean, or is that your name? Tell me. Oh, um, Glinda. Yes. That's the good witch from Wizard of Oz. It is Glinda. Oh, yeah, so, yay. Okay. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, Wizard of Oz, um, <laughs> they definitely believe in, like, you were talking earlier, signs and patterns from the universe. So the Wizard of Oz has been a massive um, journey I've had to go on. And I feel like I went from Dorothy being lost, you know, trying to find her way home. Um, to now being Glinda, like the good witch who's going to teach, you know, Dorothy and her companions how to find their way home now. So, That's yeah. my, that is my favorite, that was my favorite movie growing up too. So we have a lot in common, sister. And yes, I oh, am I hated that movie up. as a kid. Oh, did you hate it? Oh, it was my favorite movie. I love that movie. And I, I hated it. And that's hilarious. I loved it. And of course I was Dorothy, oh. but, um. I was Dorothy, uh, yeah, trying to find her way home. And there's a lot of esoteric, I don't know if you know, but that whole thing was based in commerce. I can go on for days about how that storyline was constructed. Um, the straw man being the dead entity, all yeah. these things that are related into commerce oh, yeah. and stuff, which is kind of crazy. And then actually finding out who you are and that home is always with you. But okay. So I love it. So I was like, I wonder if she, if it's like Glinda, because that's all I keep thinking about is Glinda. Um, so kind of cool. Okay. So, I love, so there's a reason we're talking. I love, I love the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, I love it too. And Alice in Wonderland. Yes. So Glinda's a good witch. I love that. Glinda's school. Oh, yeah. It's very cute. Always going down that rabbit hole. I know. I should be like Alphaba's School of Alchemy. I don't know if you've ever seen Wicked. Um, have you ever seen Wicked? The, the, it's like the story of the Wicked Witch. Have you watched it? Yeah. You, you would, you would might change your mind about, no, I don't think so. you might change your mind about Alphaba. They call her Alphaba in the storyline. <laughs> You'll have to watch it. It's all alchemy. I love it. Okay. Anywho. All right. So we'll close this okay. by, uh, we'll close this by, if you want, do you want to draw a card and tell us? what a card is and then we will wrap it up um so she's gonna do a card she does oracle cards she does tarot too so do i but she does oracle cards uh mostly she says so i think she's gonna pull oracle uh, cards yeah here. i will pull one let's see what deck are what you using yeah, kind of all right so i have um the shaman's dream Ooh, shaman's dream Love um it. oracle which is one i like um, so I just pulled a collective card about like, you know, the eclipse, we were talking about eclipse energy earlier, kind of what to expect. Um, so this one, it's funny. It's about protecting the future. Ooh, let me see that. Show that again. Can you show that up again? Um, let me see. So it's 
So in this one, it just talks about jewels and precious objects scatter the ground while ancient scrolls inscribe that the wisdom teachings lie within reach. Um, this is a rich opportunity and you can fill your satchel with treasures you like the best. Take gifts offered to you and delicate delicate dedicate, sorry, dedicate them to the well being of all, beginning with your own. But beware, all that glitters is not gold. Select the precious treasures that will further your spiritual growth and avoid the shiny objects that are empty of real value. Know that the hoard does not belong to you. It belongs to our grandchildren. What is the inheritance that you wish to leave for tomorrow? What seeds are you planting that you will harvest in your old age when you are weary? What seeds will bear fruit after you are no longer here? The dragon guards the legacy of the future. All who come empty-handed or to fill only their own pockets with gold lie in a dusty heap of bones. You have been allowed entrance by virtue of your kindness on your spiritual practice or sheer luck. Consider as well that your present, this moment, is the dragon, the future of the dragon. You may be the one we have all been waiting for, so do not hesitate to take what bequest has been reserved for you since the beginning of time. This is a time to be bold. Don't delay or overthink. Remember to bring an offering for the dragon, lest it believe you are its lunch. A simple prayer will do. Um, so as I was reading that, it kind of reminds me of our whole conversation in a sense where we're talking about the paradigm shift, you know, like what are we creating for the future and eclipse season being that destiny shift shaper. So I think that really kind of resonates with that whole conversation. It's about having, um, intention with your life. You know, what are you taking from the earth now and what are you planting and leaving, you know, for when you're not here? you know so and it also it also talks about i don't know it resonated with you or anything but oh absolutely and it it, exactly what you said and on top of that it says don't focus on the material stuff which we just talked about the alchemy is within you and you've got to we've got to look at ourselves and and what we bring to the table and how we bring that to the table as well but yes absolutely the the transformation, the paradigms, everything we talked about, of course, the card's going to sum it up because that's the way this works. People don't know how cards yeah. work. That's just the way they work. Um, can you put it up on the screen just one more time, um, the card, so I can see, um, just for the oh, people. Yeah. Okay, so it's like this cosmic dragon. He's holding a purple, what is that, a universe? Yep. And there's keys, and it's blue and purple, and it's it's the universe. Yeah, it looks like a little tiny universe with the keys hanging. With the keys hanging. So that's what it is. It's beautiful. If you guys want to see the real one, you could go to my live Facebook page and see my face. <laughs> I tell people, you can go to my live, my live page and see my big old face. Um, um, but there you have it. So I think what a great way. Um, um, thank you, Pam, so much for showing up. I would love to have you more often. I mean, I think it would be awesome to have you on here. Yeah, thank you. I think um, you you provide a you provide a different language and um, way of describing sort of some of the stuff that I do, but from a different way, a different perspective. And I think it's always good to have that because we all kind of use different language, right? We don't have a a common language that we've agreed on in this new paradigm. Yeah. So everybody kind of uses their own understanding of it. Right. Um, and, you know, again, Pam's uh, perspective, which I love, it's very eloquent and beautiful, um, you know, around the astrological aspect of it, which is really cool, really, really cool. Um, I have a lot to learn from you, sister. 
Okay, so there you have it, Glinda School of Alchemy. Um, I will see you Thank guys. You. You're welcome. I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a fantastical Wednesday, and I will be talking to you guys soon. Bye-bye.